There's an infinite number of universes out there. In many of them, there is a podcast by us. In one of them, it's good. Please enjoy. I don't know if I've talked about this in the podcast before. I feel like I have, but I might have just been talking to Eamon about it just in general. So it's a TV show that I can't remember the name of from my childhood. <laughs> a messed up show. Um, it was kind of like kind of like what I hear Stranger Things is. Haven't watched Stranger Things. Don't spoil it. But from what I guess of that, um, the idea is that there's these six kids and they meet a handicapped kid and he gives them all superpowers. Um, they get really weird. Like they're really, I can't remember all of, all of them. One of them had a superpower though, where he could literally enter his own mind and it was like a, like a compartment shop and he could rearrange stuff as like, like file things away in places. So he could literally rearrange his mind to what he needed. But he had this locked room and inside the locked room was this giant slug monster with like sideways mouth and heaps of teeth. And it was just always like whispering to him being like, I'm the space alien or something. Yeah. Messed up. It ate them, ate them all. And the handicapped kid, it turned out was a, a alien space warrior. Spoiler alert. He then fights the slug. <laughs> wins. <laughs> okay. Go watch that movie. I think it's called like Dreamcatcher or something. <laughs> Welcome to the But Yeah podcast with Eamon and Zeb. I'm Eamon. And I'm Zeb. And we're back for another of these good weeks to tell you about what day it is today on the 24th of May. Yeah, it's as usual. It's a Thursday. I guess as usual, it'd be a Monday by our, like, comparing us to ourselves. Thursdays are just like Monday in my experience. Thursdays are the Mondays of Friday. Like an off-brand Garfield. We're like, oh, I hate Thursdays. (laughs) I also like spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me think of um there's this great comic artist, John Cullen, who does um like Gramfeld and he just does these weird abstract Garfield ones. Look up John Cullen. It is Escargot Day. It's that good French day that you love to snack on. It's snail day. Es- Escargot celebrate the day of snails, essentially. <laughs> Eskar got some snails. Eskar gotta have me some delicious slugs with shells. <laughs> Give me some crispy slugs, though. Um, can you de-, de? I wonder if they keep the. Do they keep the shells when they see? Knowing nothing about escargot as a food, which is a probably a, a crime coming into celebrating escargot day. Um, have you eaten escargot, Eamon? No, I have not. No, no. So, like, are the shells kept? Are they an important part of the escargot? It makes me think about those pictures you see of, like, someone takes a bite of something with the wrapper on, <laughs> like a baby bell or a cheeseburger. And, like, do you got, y'all eat your cheeseburgers with the, with the shell? <laughs> or, like, people eat the baby bells with the wax on the outside and be like, ugh, these taste awful. <laughs> like, maybe a part of the food, it's kind of like prawns in Australia where you have to, I mean, not that Australia's the only ones eating prawns, but I feel like. I've at least experienced that. And you have to peel them. Mm. To peel the, the armor off of this thing. Quick question for everyone who's eaten escargots. Y'all eat the shell? 
Y'all eat it with the shell? Do you, do you cook it with the shell, I guess? I think- Is the shell- is the shell an important- do you use the shell to, like, scoop up the snail or the sauce? Is- is- is it important? That's all you'll, I wonder. Y'all eat the shell, though. We need to know. Let me look up. Let me <laughs> like, like, it, like, like prawn. Like, you just like put them on a sandwich and just with all these snails. She was like, oh, crunch, 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 crunch. Like a heap of, a heap of escargots. I'm pretty sure <laughs> there must be like a special fork called a snail fork that only has like two prongs for like getting right in there. Oh, and they're like at an angle, so you can sort of slot them into the shell and pull the whole little guy out. Oh, wow, like a peeling fork. There must be. Or like a shelling fork. Because there must be like oyster forks or something like that. I know there's certain foods that have certain forks. Wow. I need I need more forks in my life. I'm only using the one basic standard fork. I need a fork more specific to my to my meals I'm eating. Like those like those pizza spoons that you see that's like a big spatula in the shape of a pizza slice. A pizza spoon? <laughs> <laughs> I eat, I eat pizza like a soup. <laughs> Scooping up a slice. <laughs> but let's talk a little bit about escargot day. French for edible snails, escargot were the first animals to be farmed by man. Archaeology- Wait, what? Only edible snails. Hang on. So escarg- escargots aren't regular snails. Escargots were the first animals to be farmed. The first ever. Ever. Is that what they're claiming here? According to this very reliable website. Come on down to the snail farm, y'all. I mean, I guess when you're like walking around the yard in a, well, in the, the nature's yard, in a kingdom without any, any farmed animals, it's easier to like just sort of put your hands around some snails, put them in a little ring, and now it's farming snails. <laughs> How many snails do you need before you have a snail farm? Two. <laughs> Two snails? They need to reproduce. Do they reproduce sexually, though? Yeah. 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 They have... Okay, so this leads me to an interesting fun fact that I was saving for later. (laughs) So... In a segment we call Fun Sex Facts About Animals with Zeb. Specific up. All right. What's my theme song? What's... um, (laughs) Edit in something slow and uh, romantic later. Okay. All All right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so according to the internet, snails might be the inspiration for Cupid. What? Fine headline for a fact. So there's this thing that because snails, they're, uh, what's the, not androgynous, but the word hermaphrodites. Bodacious. Yeah, bodacious. They have both genders, but they both exchange, exchange sperm in mating. But some of them, certain species have a dart that they shoot at the other snail. And then the sperm works better. Hell yeah. And they have like a little, looks like a kind of like, it looks like a little arrow. And they're like, scientists are like, yeah, that's what the Greek, that's, that's where the Greeks got it from. (laughs) (laughs) And now, you know, the rest of the story. That's what Cupid was. It was just a a snail, not a little baby with wings. It was a little snail with wings. (laughs) Oh my God. Or like, if, if Cupid looked more snailish, just like a little baby with like a big shell. I don't know. But it's like a sperm dart. <laughs> <laughs> it's way less. It's way less. It's more Gre- more ancient Greek, I guess, seeming, but not modern Valentine's Day paraphernalia. <laughs> or, or is it? So, can we assume snails were much, much larger back when they were being farmed by the first men? Oh, yeah. Like little dogs, I assume. <laughs> 
I just picked him up by the shell. And I just sort of went, they sort of squirmed there. I don't know. Does the snail even know what's going on around it? I don't know. <laughs> they have eyes. They have a little smelly, touchy chemical sensors, but- Wait, they don't have eyes? Well, they kind of have like really basic eyes, I think. But it's like not like they can see much with them. They can see color and light. They don't have like eyes like Gary from SpongeBob, because that's probably not a very no. realistic <laughs> expectation for these snails. <laughs> but yeah, what were we getting at? How many snails for a farm? I reckon two. Two big ones that like, it doesn't matter what gender they are, because they all they're all hermaphroditic and they can all reproduce with each other with their darts. Sex darts. I love that band. There's a band name here, Sex Darts from the Snail Farm or something. <laughs> <laughs> and now we have our number one hit on the chart. Sex da- it's, it's the album Sex Darts from the band The Snail Farm. <laughs> With their top hit, let me shoot that arrow at you, baby. Don't matter your gender. Hermaphroditic reproduction. <laughs> Part of this article describes as people believe that these snot rockets were gifts of calcium. We're an aphrodisiac for people. Okay, I'm done with you. Let's, can we exit this segment? I hate it. I'm done with this fact. Okay, let me tell you about what escargots are. Uh, they were the first animals to be farmed by man. Archaeological evidence has found traces of heliculture going back thousands of years. They are consumed across the whole of what used to be the Roman Empire. Snails are an excellent form of protein, tasty, low in fat, and they can't run very fast. <laughs> <laughs> and romantic to boot <laughs> And they're excellent for your romantic metaphors <laughs> The flavoursome gastropods are classically served grilled in their shells Smothered in garlic butter With a metal pick The snail fork <laughs> To hook the meat out with Hook it Okay, and that's how they eat it on the plate You got it on the plate in the shell You get, you get your snail fork And you reach up in there Okay. I like to imagine someone, right? They're, they're there nearly about to eat their snail, and then someone else with their snail fork, like kind of like when someone gets stolen off stage with a hook, like it gets whoop, and you just can steal someone's like snail they're about to eat. Like whoop. <laughs> <laughs> From across the- I assume these are long instruments. <laughs> You're going to like this next detail. In France, you can find tinned snails that come with a carton of empty shells to put your tinned snails into. Oh my- God, that's the opposite. That's barbaric. That's the opposite of... What? I don't want to eat like that. (laughs) Let's just put all of our food back in a little, like... Okay, here's a packet full of packets to put your food into to make it that you then get out of the packets. It's like, here here is your tinned chicken um, meat, and here is a bunch of chicken skins to stuff it back into. You could use this snail shells with any food. It wouldn't have to be snails. Oh, hell yeah. Because because obviously people are enjoying the sensation of getting the thing out of the snail shell. Yeah, you get it in that helix. It just gets so much better. It's like, here's a here's a soup. No, not a soup. I don't know. A sandwich <laughs> a sandwich served in a snail shell. You, you had one chance and you thought of the least possible good thing. Unless, I guess, you could sip the soup. I mean, you could do it. You could just drink it out of it. You could sip soup out of a helix. You just, you wouldn't. <laughs> we could. If it's a really big snail where the shell's like, you know, like a size of, like it would have a dog sized snail, like, oh. you could have, a, like, it's a great place to put soup. Here's my snail shell of soup. How about this? Snail shots. Get some hard liquor up in that shell. Or if you don't want to have it that wet and wild, jello snail shots. <laughs> you could really sort of suck the snails out of their shell. 
in the form of a tasty- Wait, wait, do the, are the snails like dipped in alcohol? Are they absorbed the alcohol and no. <laughs> eat the snails? No, we get these empty shells, we fill it up with jello and vodka, and then you have like a snail shot. And it feels like you're eating a real snail, which is the goal. You make like a jelly snail? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And like, that's going to be a great sensation as it slides down your neck. You're going to be like, ooh, <laughs> this really feels like I'm eating a live snail. Mm-mm. And as the night goes on, it continues to become more abstract and abstract as you lose touch with reality and start to feel like you're actually eating real snails. <laughs> Welcome to Eamon's snail experience. Come on in. You must be over 18. The snail train. <laughs> oh, no, it's snail darts. <laughs> Everything's getting weird. Uh, um, so why not celebrate Escargot Day with the classic snail joke from the movie Trading Places? Oh, I remember that one. I remember both those things. With clear detail. Remind me, though. <laughs> this snail buys a sports car, and I'm guessing they're American. This snail buys a sports car and has it sprayed with a massive letter S. So everyone will see him and say, watch that S car go. Except it would drive super slow, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why like, a snail couldn't uh, keep up with the speed of a real sports car. Look at that S car go way too slow in front of me when I'm trying to get to work. That's what it'd be like. S car, get out of my way. <laughs> S car, no. If you have an enemy that's a snail... Is it an escarfo? You said you don't do puns. Literally, just before the show, you're like, mm, puns are the lowest form of comedy. I said they're culturally destructive. No, you, you, well, you're saying that now. You also said that they're not jokes. Yeah, I didn't say they were the lowest form of comedy. I said they weren't a form of comedy. <laughs> Doesn't mean I can't make them. Um, if you have a fake snail, is that escarfo? <laughs> no! As well. The exact same pun. S car. Ah! <laughs> I want to move out of this segment. <laughs> but yeah. Fun fact number two. A snail can take down a starfish. It sounded like you were going to say starship. <laughs> All that. I mean, in like a space show metaphor, it's going to be like, there's going to be snail themed spaceships and starfish themed spaceships. <laughs> and then like. It's going to be the exact thing. Nature reflecting out in space. And they won't even know. They won't know what a snail or a starfish is. They'll just have naturally built these forms because they're adaptive in space ocean. And they're just there going like. Right. Who knew we were doing exactly what they did back on Earth. But yeah. Apparently they're an aggressive predator. And venomous saliva. Snails are terrifying. Just, yeah, just raw, raw strength to just sort of crumple that starfish up. Starfish are terrifying, though. They have those big, long legs. Plus, these snails have sex darts. And, like, they could just, like, just in general, snails have darts. Among the animal kingdom, how many animals shoot things? Yeah, I mean, sex or otherwise, these darts are going to get you. Man. So, this is completely unrelated. I'm going to... I'm going to justify this transition with a third fact that, you know, snails are just in the same family tree as mollusks and other oysters and stuff. They're all nearly the same species, just ones in water. Soft boys. The, uh, the, the scientific classification, soft boys. Yeah. And now I'm going to move on to a completely different shellfish, like a, like a lobster thing. So I'm going to remember the exact name of this thing by Googling lobsters with claws that explode. And that's what's going to bring it up. I guarantee it. Lobster exploding in China. No, that's not it. Um, Hellboy wiki lobster. 
Um, lobster. We still have lobster claws that explode with flavor. Lobster claws banned. Okay, it's also a food. That's a problem to my theory here, actually. Anyway, <laughs> they're a little fish with, like, they're like lobsters, but, like, they can, like, clip their claws together with such speed and intensity that it creates a tiny little, like, super hot point and, like, shoots out a jet of fire in water- in the ocean. They're like an ocean animal. Oh, what? So, they, like, explode other fish. That's <laughs> their, like, hunting thing. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh man, I need to know what these are actually called because I know I'm I'm misrepresenting this quite broadly, but they're definitely definitely cool. Okay, I, I found it by searching shellfish with fire claws. So okay, the article here in question is called "The Absurd Creature of the Week." This feisty shrimp will kill you with bullets made of bubbles. <laughs> it's got one normal size claw and one real epic size claw. It's described as a as a gunslinging lobster. I think it's just called the pistol shrimp. The pistol shrimp. Oh my god! What a great name for a band again. <laughs> we have a great lineup tonight. We have a pistol shrimp. We have pistol shrimp. We have Snail Farm debuting their album Sex Start. It's gonna be great. Okay, I think they might not be called pistol shrimps. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you see pistol shrimps? It's just that's it described. This article described that as if what the. It's using that as if that's what they're called. The official classification is soft boys. Um, Inside that, they are fire type. And then these ones are pistol shrimp. It keeps calling them pistol shrimp. It seems like the people who wrote this article don't know what they're called. Because I don't either. Okay. Um, Snapping shrimp? Because they snap their claw? That's way less interesting. Okay, okay. The alpha day. Alpha day. Um... Okay. It's a it's a family of shrimp. That's adorable. Um, okay, so they can interfere with sonar and underwater communication as well, because the because the clop clipping causes interference. <laughs> I went in colonies because they're all doing it. I guess it's not just lone hunters. They cause a lot of noise in the ocean, apparently. No, but that is a fantastic Pixar movie. Oh man, I hope that's the next one. They normally travel in colonies, but then there's some outlaw rogues. And their romantic interest. But their pistols are too powerful. No, I want like a Western. Like it needs to be themed like a Western. <laughs> it's underwater. <laughs> it's Finding Nemo type sort of thing. You know, Pixar, Disney, other thing. But it's very much like... Clump. <laughs> Bubbles. They're fighting over their snail farms. <laughs> yeah. The hero is a snail um, with his... I don't know, the villains are probably humans with long forks poking down through, this, <laughs> through the <laughs> oh ocean God. trying to get them. But then the pistol shrimp <laughs> saves the day and that's, that's like, it's a love story. It's a love story between a pistol shrimp and a, a snail farm. A whole snail farm. <laughs> and said, people really push back against that because it's like a farmer and his livestock. Yeah. But it turns out the livestock in this case have minds of their own <laughs> and hearts of their own. Like, imagine reaching in, reaching into your tank of, like, delicious snails that you want to eat. You escargot. Like, I'll have one to escargot, please. And you reach in with the, with the snail fork, and then, like, your hand gets burned because, like, a little lobster pistol shrimp shot hyperheated <laughs> bubbles at your hand. <laughs> I'm just loving the idea of you reaching into the cold tank to just get a snack yeah. of these snails you're farming because that's how it works. That's how it works, isn't it? Isn't it? I mean, alternatively, the pistol shrimp is a villain and it cooks them in the tank. 
because it's been dry. Oh, my God. And then, then they're cooked in the tank and you just fork them straight out. So the pistol shrimp is working for the humans. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, it's the, it's, the, it's the villain that can actually be identified in the story, while the human is just this alien threat, which they can never really <laughs> comprehend. A bit, more, a bit more Lovecraftian. They're just like, we can't fight that, but we can fight this. And they revolt. Oh, my God. And then they take the pistol shrimp's pistol and use it to fight against the human, <laughs> I guess. It's basically chicken run. Yeah. But with snails. Speaking of tasty snacks to reach into your aquarium for... Let's go to the ad zone. Today's society is fast-paced and full of stress. It's difficult to get by. And you're always just your mind moving a million degrees a minute. Degrees? Lots of lots of distance, lots of stress, lots of hormone, lots of doing stuff. But then finally it's over. You're home, time to relax, but you can't. Your brain's still on. It's still thinking about that thing you had to do that you have to do tomorrow and then the thing you have to do therefore from that. And there's infinite things. You need to calm down. You need to calm down. Fortunately for you, animals, when you eat them, Give you the characteristics of that animal. It's real. It's true. It's science. <laughs> Eat some snails. Eat a whole bag of snails. Slow down. Slow down and relax from your from your difficult, high stress life. Eat some snails. You're gonna love these By snails. The- they really gonna relax you. Uh, they're in stock today. It's just good science. Are you too calm? Are you feeling like you're often taken advantage of at work? Are you having trouble standing up for yourself? You need to eat a lion. Eat a whole lion. Then you will be a lion too. Feel the lion. Eat the lion. That's how it works. That's science. (laughs) It's science. It's canon. Science foods. Buy the science foods. By Science Food Corporation. Welcome back to the Bite Yeah Podcast. What did you do on your break, Zeb? I learned that that shrimp's actually called a mantis shrimp. What? Are you making an amendment? No, yeah, it's called a mantis shrimp. Why do I know that name? Or stomatopods. They're really colourful. If you just want to look at a lovely, delicious- Well, not not delicious. Not like as in the- you'd eat it. More like art delicious. Like, ooh, that's delicious for my eyeballs. You want to see a colourful animal, look up the mantis shrimp. Oh! This is the mantis shrimp that I know about. Because of the oatmeal comics. You know the comic artist, The Oatmeal? Yeah, the comic about the oatmeals, yeah. <laughs> no, does good comics about science <laughs> and life. They did a good one on the mantis shrimp about why it's their favourite char- favorite character, favourite animal. Is it because of the reasons I stated where it blows up other animals with its bubbles? No, it's because it has incredible eyes um, that can see s- through 16 colour receptive cones. It is super rainbow colored. So basically, it's a superhero of the ocean, is what you're saying. It's a just a better fish. Yeah, it's also an undersea nightmare. <laughs> it's one of the most creatively violent animals on earth. <laughs> it's got a whole range of attacks. It's got a whole bunch of armor. It's unstoppable. If we get these creatures, and they grow too big, and they escape, and they start taking over Earth, we'll probably be doomed. Creatively violent. That's not two words I want to hear together. No. Especially on something with- I might reach into a tank, and then it'll be in there. I don't want that. When I'm trying to get my snacks. <laughs> Someone just slips a mantis shrimp into my- into my snacks. New prank. <laughs> you got mantis shrimps. Mantis shrimping. So, what have you been doing this week? Man, as usual, the things I do don't translate well to audio, I guess. I've been drawing, 
I've been working. Wait. <laughs> Not, no anecdotes there. Wait, can you taste that? No. Something tastes soapy. Hello and welcome to the Tide Podcast, a show within a show where we tell you a new thing not to eat every week that we do the show. And this week, it's kind of on point to the topic of the thing for once. Like, I think last time it was <laughs> lettuce, which had nothing to do with, I think, horses, maybe. <laughs> Although horses like lettuce. Horses like lettuce. I oh, yeah, we justified that. Horses like lettuce. This week, we're talking about snails. And I have a bit of an older article about slugs. And a teenager who was dead to eat one at some point and did and ended up being paralyzed. Oh. So this week's don't eat thing is slugs and whatever your <laughs> friends tell you to eat. If your friends say to eat something, <laughs> probably don't eat it. So this podcast is very much a case of like, eat the snails. Yes. Only if they have shells. That's why they add the shells. You'll end up paralyzed like this kid, apparently. Yeah. I don't want to make jokes about this kid who got paralyzed, but I do want to warn people. Is this a recent thing? This is uh, a case that came up earlier this year, like sort of came back because the government stopped giving the guy money to survive. Um, so there was a thing about that. But in 2010, he was with his football friends and they all dared him to eat a slug. Which he ate, unfortunately, and contracted eosinophilic meningoencephalitis, which sounds not good. That sounds like a big thing. Sounds like difficult to digest. It sounds very bad. Um, bad for you. Which most people recover from, but he lapsed into a coma for a long time, about a year and a bit, and then came back and slowly became more and para- more paralyzed as it went on. Now he lives in a wheelchair. You said this was a fun story. This isn't fun. This is the Tide podcast. We tell you what not to eat. And the only way we can do that is by bringing up real cases from real, real people who have unfortunately done the stupid thing you're thinking of doing. I know you're sitting there with a bag full of slugs waiting to eat them. What I'm saying is, please don't. Eat the snails instead. They're fine. Very unfortunate story. Let's look on the lighter side of life. There are things like slugs that you can eat, and they're called snails. But you've got to be very careful. Because <laughs> what if it's just a slug that put on a snail? What if it's just trying to wreck you? Oh, no. Check your snails for slugs. <laughs> they get in there. <laughs> I, uh, I imagine like a bag of chips, but it's, it's snails. But if you come across one which hasn't got a <laughs> shell, decidedly, like very confirmed attached, don't eat that shit. It's dangerous. You're like sitting there eating snails and you're like, nom, 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 nom. What the hell? This isn't a snail. This is a slug. Ugh. Get this out of here. <laughs> well, it's all the, sl- the slimy boys. So, yeah, don't eat slugs in general out of the garden. Especially don't eat yeah. things that your friends are sitting around and they're like, yo, hey, you know what would be cool? <laughs> eat this rock. Eat this. eat this rock right now. It'll be so good. Because I'm sure rocks would make you feel not good either. I'm sure eating anything. Essentially, as soon as a group of people tell you to eat something, it's not going to be good. I was about to say, like, especially things from the ocean, but really anything, any animal, <laughs> just thing on that you find. But especially things in the ocean, because it seems like they all have, like, hundreds of thousands of poisons contained in one, like, sack. Yeah. Or something like that. Like, it's just, they're really poisonous. One exception to call back to <laughs> one of our Tide podcast episodes. If your boss offers you a stapler to eat, 
You should probably <laughs> eat that and get that promotion. But not if it's not if it's a what if your boss is like eat this slug. Don't do that. If your boss tells you to eat a slug, don't do that. But if they tell you to eat office supplies, it's tied podcast confirmed. You should probably do that. Get the slug and like hold it behind your head and sort of stand between them and like go ah uh, lower it down past your head like not actually not actually in your mouth like drop it down your shirt or something and hope it doesn't shoot darts at you yeah and then it's like mmm that was delicious and your boss is like ha ha I said I'd promote him but he's gonna explode and then jokes on him you're his boss then you get him to eat the slug in summary snail's good slug's bad stapler very good welcome back to the but yeah podcast what have you actually been doing this week Zeb though no you're not allowed to use that one again (laughs) I hate that question. You're done with that. You've used it up for the month. Okay. What have you been doing, Eamon? Okay. I've been playing Stardew Valley. Okay. What's that? It's kind of like Terraria, which is kind of like Minecraft, which is kind of like the real world, but blocky. What are you doing it? For people who haven't played any of those games. In Stardew Valley, you've inherited your grandpa's farm and you need to get it back up and running and live in this small town and go around, talk to people and give them gifts and then go mining and go exploring and also fight fight giant creatures with a sword. What, you do fight in it? And also manage your crops and water them every day. And also don't walk too far and die. What? Don't, pa- don't pass out in the forest. Like you have like a stamina... Thing or something. You have health. So it's the Sims. You have stamina. So it's the Sim- the Sims with farming. It's the herbs, Sims in the city, but in the farm and Terraria. Yeah, it's, it's pixelated Sims looking like Pokemon or Zelda, but like the, ge- the Game Boy Zelda games. <laughs> not, not, not 3D Zelda. But it's a good game and I'd rarely recommend... Um, if you haven't heard uh, of it, go and check it out. Sounds like one of those. Sounds like one of those trick games which you think are fun, and then you go, "Ooh, I'm having such a great time organizing my farm," and then it's it's 18 hours later, and you're like, "Help me! I want to stop playing this game." <laughs> no, I think uh, I'm not that far into the game yet. I'm just sort of enjoying getting established. And dying. It's like Gumi Clicker, but with more steps. No, but the thing is, as I understand it. The game has sort of a storyline in the town as far as building relationships and things like that and the dialogue that you have between the people. It's like a dating simulator as well. I think one of the main aspects of the game is it's humanizing and you have to make decisions at certain points. Like a human does. So so it's less like RuneScape where you're running around mining these ores and going and doing quests that have a set sort of straightforward you'll get a reward. It's more like real life where you yeah. manage relationships a little bit. You don't get any reward. You, there is no. Re- it's more like real life where there is no reward. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the reward being that you can do more of the farming. <laughs> Whee! Pretty much. You're kind of limited in how much you can do the farming at the start because you will die for one if you don't have any food. And for two... Just like real life. Dang it. You only have a little bit of money with which to purchase crops that you then need to sort of make more crops with until you have enough money to make too many crops. So, important question though. Can you farm snails in this game? I would love to farm snails. I don't know if you can. I, how big would the snails... It's like... it's It looks... It's all top-down looking, isn't it? Kind of like... Like, like a little bit... like. Uh, Top like down with a slight angle. angle. Yeah, like Zelda. Yeah. 
other than that, it's just like the atmosphere of the the thing and the music is really nice. And mm. I guess because it doesn't let you just build unlimited farm immediately, you're forced to sort of explore and look around the town when you run out of money. Like a mobile game, using all those Kinda mobile like tactics. A mobile game. Like, you can't do any more of this thing, otherwise you'll actually realize you hate it. So you've got to go do the other thing. And we'll just systematically expose you lightly to things. That way you don't hate any of the things, but secretly. <laughs> they're all very hateable things. No, it's kind of like that. Not, not the, I, sound like, I sound like I'm being critical, but that's still there. You can, you, can, you can do that and it's a fun game, but I mean. It's, it's kind of like mobile games where they lock you out of things, but more in a way where instead of being able to do farming, you get to go and explore and go down into the cave and fight slimes or go find the fishing guy and do that. And things like that. But like it, yeah, I mean, but it's kind of telling that it has to stop you from doing the farming so that you go do the fun things. (laughs) (laughs) Because if I played this game, I'd just do the farming. I'd be just like, and like, say it let me, like it let me just do infinite of the boring thing. I'd do the boring thing to death. Like I was playing Ark a while back, which is this, but dinosaurs and 3D. (laughs) It's exactly this, but dinosaurs in 3D. We really need to play Ark so you can so you can have a go at it. Yeah, I just picked it up. It's a dinosaur game on the PS... I don't know if it's just on PS4. Both. But essentially, you build up farms to grow berries to feed your dinosaurs. The dinosaurs can then help you then acquire better berries so that you can make better farms to thus feed your dinosaurs more efficiently. And then with these new better dinosaurs, you can get even more berries. And then, like, you keep doing that and you keep doing that. <laughs> And I love it. I love it. I actually hate the farming aspect. I just sit there mining rocks and just go, I've got so much metal. Look at all that metal. I got so much metal and I'm not going to make anything with it. And then I put it in a chest and then I log off and then I come back and a dinosaur's wrecked all my house and my chest and it despawned. And I'm like, I love this game. I love this game. It's kind of like the game you're describing, but dinosaurs could randomly wreck your farm when you're not playing. Oh, God. <laughs> That's a hug. Yeah, in this game, I think you have crows and maybe I'm guessing you get pests, but I think the farming in Stardew Valley is going to be a little more interesting compared to Ark because the game is set on a farm. Yeah, it's based on farming. Farming is just something which is added in to Ark. Instead of a death island where the dinosaurs and sadness. The focus of Ark is definitely the the dinosaur farming. So I guess it's still farming. (laughs) It's just not plant farming. Yeah. You just want to get a raptor and then run around the island, but you'll die. (laughs) You'll die. There's also a leveling tree to it, so it's a bit more like, it's crap and it's crap, it's crap, and then now you can make guns, but you don't have any metal. (laughs) Poor you. Should have farmed those dinosaurs better, so you could have got the better metal. Should have leveled up that other skill. Sucks to be you. Then everyone shoots you because it's a multiplayer server where people can kill each other or something. Oh my god. Imagine Stardew Valley, but other farmers from their farms can come over and, like, kill you. Yeah, um, mentioning that, they've released a beta for multiplayer where you can invite up to, I think, three or four friends to come and hang out. They don't get to kill you, I don't think. That would be a weird aspect of it. (laughs) This game about, like, pro-social behavior. But they can (laughs) come, yeah. Building relationships. (laughs) And you just come back to your server and everyone's killed everyone in the town. So you can release um, the snails into your into your farm, and they've killed all your plants. <laughs> release the snails. Release the snails. Ah, snails though. Big snails are good. Yeah, keep it like a puppy. Yeah, you see those big puppy snails? Ugh. I see them every now and then on Facebook. Wait, they're real? 
It's not just yeah, a thing. big like giant ones that sit on your hand and bark. I don't, I don't want that. I don't want either of those. <laughs> like maybe the barking. I guess it would help if someone invades your house. I don't think they make any sounds. Like someone, someone breaks in your window and looks, and there's a giant snail looking at them, slowly moving towards them. Maybe shooting sex darts. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'd get out of there. I wouldn't rob that house. <laughs> Is there anything I even want here? It's got snails on it. I think snails killed one of my friend's fish. Jesus. They got a fish and had a snail in there as well to, like, maintain the tank. I'm just imagining, like, a snail sucking onto the side of a fish and then more and more until it's weighed down to the ground. Like, more snails. Like, just heaps of snails just get onto it. Like, the fish would have to, like, get to a place near the edge of the tank. And then the snail's like, aha, got ya. Because I don't imagine a snail jumping. No, they just extend their tongue out real far and latch on. It's terrifying. It's time to Escar go for us. We've got to Escar get out of here. Start up the engine of the Escar. Yep. Escar racing. Go! (laughs) All right, I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the But Yeah podcast. We like that you come here. Actually, we love that you come here. It's great when you come and drop by and have us a listen. Do us a listen. Lend us your ear. Let us bend your ear for a moment, like right back until the only thing you can hear is us forever. We just get on in there, build a little ark farm, (laughs) invite our dinosaurs. It's good times. Um, You can find us on Twitter at ButYeahPod and sort of send us a message or keep up to date with what we're doing. You can also... Come and sign our super secret guest book that I made, which is bit.ly forward slash 69. Nice. Super secret guest book. And just send us a little message in there. That's ex- that's exclusive for people who listen to the show. And if you're hearing this, you should go there and, and go sign it. And at some point- Can other people see what you write in the guest book? No, it's, it's private. It'll Ooh. just send us a-, a message about it. It's a, it's, a, it's a super secret message. It's ultra secret. Send us something, send us something about snails. Give us a snail-related anecdote. Either in that or on Twitter. I, I do want to... And if you sign the guest book at some point, you'll have a chance to get sent some stickers or something like that. We've, we've done stickers in the past and we're looking forward to designing some more. They'll have all these good season two goofs that I love. We'll send some snails. We'll send you a bag of snails. <laughs> I'm sure it is somewhere on the internet. I mean, you can, if you can send someone a box full of ladybugs, I'm sure you can send a box of snails. Jesus. Uh, you can also- Have you ever heard of the box of ladybugs thing? No. Save that for next time. <laughs> it's thing. It's real. Look it up. Let's go. <laughs> so, I think the main place we want to have you is in our Facebook group, where we do cool polls every now and then for the episodes. Yeah, yeah. We got a poll this week. Um, it's for what's your favorite, favorite crusty boy? Just- Pop over there, vote on that. Um, some may think snails, some may think exploding shrimp, others may just think, you know, Krusty the Clown. It's <laughs> it's up to you. It's up to you, the people. You can come and add add your own answer in there. It's really fun. Um, you can write whatever you want in there. It's the purest democracy you can find anywhere. It is. You just enter a funny thing in the box and then the- everyone else will probably vote for you instead of me. The winner will be in the next... Uh, we'll eat it. I don't know. The winner will be- We'll set a hundred snails for the winner. (laughs) 
hundred of whatever their favorite crusty boy, as long as it's not like crusty stacks of a million dollar bills or something. That's the Facebook group is bit.ly forward slash but yeah group or the but yeah podcast appreciation group on Facebook. It's a cool spot. Come hang out. Anyway. Until next time, I'm Eamon. And I'm Zeb. And stay crispy. Enjoy some crunch. You're never gonna- (laughs) Have you committed to never saying the thing you said so much last season? Enjoy a crunch. (laughs) Bye. So there's a fact I never actually used, which is actually super relevant to the dangers that we discussed in this podcast, which is that snails and slugs are actually the same animal. Uh-oh. I, I would say check with your local snailologists before ingesting any slimy boys. This has been a this has been a, a addendum to the PSA. PSA 2. Escar, no. <laughs> Don't eat that. Check with someone first.